What up, what up, what up? Hey, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Hey, I just want to let you know, I know everybody can't always support and donate uh, to the podcast, but hey, if you can do a one-time donation, I put up a buy me a coffee uh, link in this description of the podcast. So if you go to the description of the podcast, it'll be at the bottom, and you can just uh, go to that link and you buy me a cup of coffee, or two if you want. And uh, that would just help support the show, and uh, I can... I can wake up a little bit more and bring you more info so thanks for listening to the podcast if you can donate that would be much appreciated and let's get on to the show what up what up what up mofos welcome back to lockdown universe home of the bizarre peculiar and unheard of stories of ufo legend and paranormal lore welcome back welcome back happy to be back Hopefully you guys are doing excellent and taking care of yourselves. Tonight, I'm very happy. Tonight, I'm excited. Tonight, I'm thrilled. Because last night, I found out that on June 12th, just a few days ago, yeah, two days ago, we had something unexpected happen. No, it's not the aliens in Vegas, although that is cool. No. We had a brand new press conference with the founder of the Disclosure Project, as well as many other whistleblowers who were ready to come forward. Almost a surprise attack. Strangely enough, happened very near the time of the Vegas um, Disclosure and David Grush coming out. And, you know, so much other UFO stuff coming out. So it seems like this is really all coming up to a head. Um, and I questioned why we would be having another Disclosure Project press conference right now. Uh, you know, they had one back in 2001. They had 20 different whistleblowers at that event. Um, I'm just, per- just kind of going through this um, new event and just kind of gathering some information. And I did watch... It in its entirety, multiple times. It's three hours long, um, so I am going to talk about each whistleblower in a, each in a subsequent uh, episode. I'm not going to cover them all in one shot because they're each of their stories, as they take the podium, are at least twenty minutes long. So we're going to cover what they talked about, and then I'm going to give my comments on it as well. Um, but I wanted to you know, bring up in an initial podcast that this is an event that just happened. And this is something to get really excited about. Um, it's going to be, um, talked about for some time. Why did, did, uh, Stephen Greer do this, uh, event? Because he was specifically asked to, uh, by the government to release new information. He was asked um, because they had just had an order requiring the office uh, and the um, the head of the Defense Intelligence Agency um, to have a law now, a bill passed, that stated that he has to come out with all the UFO information within the next 6 to 18 months. And that was months ago. Okay, So it's all coming to a head and there's actually a clock on this now is what Greer's stating, and the clock is at the end of the year. And 
it's really interesting to hear what he's stating. Um, and let me pull up some of this information. Um, because not only does he make proposals to the government, which they asked for, um, but he's he's also saying that there's a clock and there, there will be um, crimes uh, that will be prosecuted, um, individuals who will be prosecuted for their crimes um, if they don't come forward. So this is what's really interesting is that they're going to prosecute individuals if they don't come forward within six to 12 months telling their full testimony of what they've seen, heard, and been a part of. So basically what this is going to do is it's going to push everyone to the front or force people under threat of law to go to jail or prison, prison, you know? So, um, let me pull this up here and I just want to give you, you know, what his recommendations are. They talk about the fact that they have 400 whistleblowers, da, 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 da. And then they talk about some new, new crash, uh, crashes and new, alien, um, fake alien creatures actually created by the government. And his statement, his whole statement really is really interesting. His, his whole platform. And this is where I, I disagree with him. Although I have 100%, um, you know, faith in this guy. Um, in, I believe him is what I mean. I believe what he's stating. I believe what he's, he's, I believe the people that he's bringing forward. I believe that he's doing it for a good reason. I don't think he's a front runner from the government, you know, or some fake intelligence person or anything like that. I think he's a real deal. Um, but I think that he might be a little brainwashed by certain alien species or maybe by certain individuals within the government. Um, I could be wrong, but his, the main difference between my perspective and his perspective from what I've read and seen and heard is that his platform is that all alien abductions are done by our government. There are aliens from other planets that do not abduct us and they are all non-hostile. He states they are all non-hostile. He runs CE5 groups, which means groups that meditate to try to talk to uh, other species through uh, tele telepathy as a group. Um, so, you know, he might have a communication with these other species, but I just don't think that there's 100% good guys out there. There's been too many other whistleblowers that have stated that there are bad guys out there. There are these reptilians. There are these other species out there. And there are there they are bad. Now there's only maybe five percent out of the hundred percent of aliens out there that are bad per se, uh, have a negative or mal maladjusted uh, agenda towards everyone. But there are they are out there. Um, so that's the difference between myself and, and Greer. But I do believe in the people that he's bringing forth. I do find it fascinating that he is stating that it's all the U.S. government staging these or actually kidnapping people or, um, you know, making a false flag event. Um, it, it's been done before. It could be done since. But it's just it just seems like it just seems unlikely, you know, for so many abductions to be taking place. I mean, and, and why dress up like aliens? If you can just knock people out. 
and and take them and without being a costume and do whatever you need to do as the government why not do that you know if you know i don't know it just seems bizarre but anyway i'm gonna keep going here so <clears throat> the conclusions that the disclosure project has come across is is within this uh document they they put out here um number one there's two primary types of uh uaps there's extraterrestrial vehicles and then there's man-made alien reproductive vehicles um they state a lot of the ones that we see in the skies are alien reproduction vehicles um like the tr3b um the uh phoenix lights um and many others um he states that extraterrestrial groups are not hostile to earth or humanity However, they are increasingly concerned about human hostility in our weapon systems. He states that, number three, extraterrestrial technology has been studied and reverse engineered, leading to breakthroughs in energy and propulsion. Number four, an extremely secret organization has been running these projects without legal constitutional government oversight since the late 1950s. And number five, these illegal projects constitute a grave threat to national security and world security and peace. And six key members of the U.S. government oversight committees have been denied access to these uh, issues uh, and projects. And it's a crisis they are working to resolve. Now, what are their pro uh, propositions, right? <laughs> um, they state that technologies uh, have been held by this unsanctioned illegal operation um, would immediately solve the world's energy, environmental, and poverty crisis maybe maybe right um the organizations have been targeting um successfully downed et vehicles this covert group has uh has technologies to launch a convincing false flag operation detrimental to the national security these actions pose an immediate threat to world security and need to be reined in immediately and crime the crimes against humanity worldwide um, and we're going to talk about that human trafficking. Um, it needs to be needs to be addressed, um, and they're going to refer people to international court for crimes committed uh, by these illegal um, illegal projects. Now, <clears throat> I want to move forward because he has a uh, recommendations to the White House. Now, this is really interesting because making recommendations to the White House is pretty high level stuff right so but he's been asked to do this so let's take a look this is number one is uh to investigate the uap ufo projects based on disclosure intelligence um and other actionable intelligence number two a presidential executive order to immediately stand down all targeting and attacks on extraterrestrial vehicles woof that's a little scary to me because what if there are negative ets greer saying there's not who knows greer could be mind melted or being mind controlled to say hey we can't attack etvs anymore no uh, no sitting president is going to be like hey we're going to stand down to all et attacks so there i kind of disagree with them but number three is an executive order requiring all military intelligence contractors these are the guys that are pretty much the problem um, and other agencies of the United States government to disclose to Congress and White House all information, material technologies, and locations of UFO and UAP-related assets. 
If not complied within six months, offending parties will be prosecuted and tried for treason against the United States. Number four, they want an executive order to require the State Department and the Pentagon to coordinate a global diplomatic and peaceful response to extraterrestrial civilizations. That just makes sense. I mean, I can't see why they wouldn't do that. They want, number five, an executive order requiring an immediate release of all U.S. patent office patents which have been seized under the corrupt use of national security provisions. So these are going to be like, you know, all the Tesla stuff, all the energy stuff we've been talking about. And, and anything that can be used to further humanity. This makes sense. I agree with them. Definitely. 100% on that one. Number six, an executive order to immediately require the U.S. Space Force and Pentagon to coordinate assets with the State Department and U.N. and other foreign governments to initiate protocols for peaceful diplomatic contacts with all ET civilizations. Okay. I mean, that's a, that's a good recommendation. Sounds sounds legit. I'm, I'm okay with that. So, sorry, got to pull off this. There we go. Number seven is to have an executive order to immediately disclose advanced energy generating technologies such as zero point quantum vacuum, plasma generators, and etc. for peaceful use. Electrogravitic or anti-gravity propulsion to remain classified pending the review of military applications and national security concerns. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, let's see if there's anything else. I think that's it. So, <clears throat> is there anything in there that strikes you as, as off just a little bit? I'm not saying it's all off. I'm, like I said, I, I, I'm down with Greer. I like a lot of what he says. I just don't believe that they're all peaceful. So, I don't believe we should throw up, you know, hold up our guns and, and not have any any recourse. Um, the other congressional recommendations, this is to Congress now, not the White House, Number one, Congress to immediately pass a $50 billion uh, amount to support research in developing the zero-point and free energy systems. Number two, they want amnesty provisions for six to 12 months for all whistleblowers, executives, and government personnel and corporations, provided they give a full and complete disclosure. After am- the amnesty period, individuals and corporations, both private and government, if they don't come forward, will be vigorously prosecuted. Number three, Congress to intervene or to convene open hearings with whistleblowers and evidence. And number four, Congress to pass legislation to explicitly protect personal safety, pensions, and private assets of whistleblowers. See, this is why a lot of whistleblowers don't come forward. A, they don't want to be killed. B, they don't want their family to be killed. C, they don't want to lose their pensions. Uh, D, they don't want to lose their their own uh, businesses. Um, and, you know, five, they don't want to go to prison for the rest of their life. You know, there's just so many reasons to not come out. And seriously, pensions is a big one. He, there are, even in this, um, on the dais of this particular uh, event, there's a... a uh, an individual who's d- two that are disabled from the military um, that came forward as whistleblowers. They don't want their pension or their military, um, you know, uh, funds that that they get from being disabled to go away. They need that money. They need that money to survive. And so, you know, they're motivated to not come out, right? They don't want 
the military to say, oh, you, you guys were lying against it. We're not going to give you, you know, your, your funds or, you know, just, you know, they wouldn't be able to live. Um, I do like the amnesty provision um, in the fact that it gives people six to 12 months to come out, um, give their information, not be prosecuted. Um, I think that's pretty, pretty ingenious. Um, so there's a lot, there's a lot going on with this, this, um, in the first, oh gosh, what is it in the first 40 minutes, 45 minutes till they get to the first, uh, whistleblower. Um, you know, Greer talks about the fact that he had done this before that, you know, this happened in 2020 or 2001, um, 22 years ago. And, you know, he talks about his history, but you know, then he gets down into like some different examples. It's interesting. It's kind of, you know, he shows some different examples. He shows that he has like over 400 whistleblowers. So he's kind of like doing a recap at the beginning. And then he shows some new examples of, of what whistleblowers have come out with, but it's kind of like, kind of like jumbled a little bit, you know, he goes from one thing to another thing to another thing, but I don't know why he's telling, um, some of these example stories, um, when he's kind of given a recap at the beginning, it's kind of, kind of a little weird. Um, but maybe he's just trying to give examples of what is to come. Um, but we do get very detailed examples from each whistleblower. And there are one, two, three, four, five, five, six, or six like six on the dais this time so i'm gonna go through each whistleblower i'm gonna do a separate podcast for each one they're they're detailed they're detailed these next podcasts might be pushing half hour but you know it'll be good information maybe it might not maybe i'll be able to wrap it up in 20 minutes i don't know but i don't want to i want to try to give as much info as i can as much detail as i can um so that you can hear it because these guys some of them lost their their entire business overnight. The government came in and seized all of all of their assets overnight, like a magic trick. And when they came into work the next day, everything was gone. Their their entire company was annihilated. All of their um, their workers said they couldn't work. There's no tools. We can't do our jobs. Um, you know, another gentleman, you know, got uh, in a brain traumatic brain injury uh, from from one of uh, his military experiences. Uh, you know, other guys got PTSD. Um, other guys were threatened with their lives. Uh, multiple guys were, uh, multiple guys were tried to be, uh, paid off by the government as well, including career bribed. Um, so yeah, it's going to get real interesting. It's going to be real fun and, uh, it's going to be, um, a real eye opener. And what's even scarier is there's a, there is an episode, uh, that I'm going to do about one of these guys that talks about, um, the government doing human trafficking on one of these uh, alien reproduction vehicles, if it was an alien reproduction vehicle, or was it an alien vehicle? Well, we're going to talk about that, and, we're, and it was down, it was not even here, it was um, in the, the Polynesian Islands, I believe it was, I'll get you the exact details. Um, so it's really interesting, we're going to get down to it, we're going to get, we're going to get the details, and um we're going to see what's what, and you guys can make up your own minds to see what you think. But there's some, be ready. That's all I'm saying. Be ready. So I'm going to let you guys go. I'm going to get on, on episode number one and, uh,
and I'll open up the comment section and we'll talk about it. And I'm going to get on number two and I'm going to get on number three and we're going to get them all out. So I hope you guys are ready. I hope you guys are having a fantastic night, taking care of yourselves physically, spiritually, emotionally, getting rest if you need it. I know I need rest. I'm exhausted. Um, but I still want to follow through on, on this podcast because it is near and dear to my heart. And uh, I hope you guys are following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. I did a little hobby today. I did a little bit of uh, artwork today. And then, um, you know, as always, continue to question the universe around you, which is what we're doing right now, right here at Lockdown Universe. Until next time, guys. Lockdown Universe out.